Greetings, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on Satiate today. I'm Sue Van Rees, functional nutritionist, food psychology specialist, author, and founder of Boulder Nutrition here in Boulder, Colorado. I also lead women's wellness and yoga retreats, both locally and internationally. Food has so much power. Power to nourish, to strengthen, and to connect us to one another. That said, it's a true rarity to find a woman today who is at peace with her plate, with how she eats, how she looks, and how she feels in her body. Satiate is here to engage in meaningful conversation about what it really means to have food and body freedom, to show up in life as who you really are, to trust yourself tracking the intelligent design of your body, and to prosper with embodied self-care in doing so. Satiate offers you functional nutrition and food psychology insights, some of my favorite special guests and experts from all over the world, and some personal insights and anecdotes that can act as salve for your soul. If you love this podcast, I would be so grateful if you head over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a review. That way, you'll be sure to be alerted when new episodes are published and help me spread the word so that other women in need can find their way to this important conversation. Thank you so much for being here today, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Today's special guests are coming to you all the way from the UK. Alexandra and Sharni are the co-founders of Red School and have been working closely together for 13 years. They are co-authors of the iconic and hugely celebrated book from Hay House, Wild Power, Discover the Magic of the Menstrual Cycle and Awaken the Feminine Path to Power and their latest book, Wise Power, Discover the Liberating Power of Menopause to Awaken Authority, Purpose, and Belonging. Also published by Hay House and just recently came out this past September 2022. They are pioneering the new emerging field of menstruality, creating a new lexicon and approach to women's health and well-being, creativity and leadership, and spiritual life based on the power of our menstruality consciousness. They teach worldwide on the psycho-spiritual process of maturation that unfolds from menarche to menopause and beyond. At Red School, they are training the menstruality leaders of the future. Their radical new approach to wellness, creativity, and spiritual life is designed to support you to unleash the full power of the menstrual cycle and menopause, step into your authority, activate your unique form of leadership, and ultimately to stand for all life. I'm so excited to share today's conversation with you. Let's dive in. I am so excited to have you both here on the podcast today. It's been um, really, really healing and medicinal for me to dive into your new book, Wise Power, and I'm just so thrilled that you could both join here on the podcast on Satiate. So thank you for being here. 
Thank you very much, Sue. Thank you, Sue. All the way from the UK. It's so fun. Um, So, you know, just kind of in the spirit of what inspired me to want to reach out and host you here today, I I want to just kind of circle back to your amazing book that I've been steeped in for the last couple of weeks, Wise Power, where you speak to the healing power of menopause. And I know that there are tons of amazing stories sprinkled throughout your book. And I loved reading both the stories of women that have worked with you, but also your own personal stories that brought you to this incredible book and your own wisdom um, in, in the process. I would love to hear just a little bit more about, you know, this endeavor and your inspiration around it. Oh, thank you very much, Sue, for that question. And um, wow, as I dream into the answer for you, it is a book. The ideas have been growing over a lifetime, really. They haven't just sort of been pulled out of the hat or anything recently. They are deeply rooted in a journey that uh, I have been, because I am now, uh, 15 years on from my menopause and um, and but it goes right back you know to the sort of very beginning of my menstruating years but 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 in particular when I came into my 30s of getting outrageous menstrual pain and deciding to listen to my body I turned towards my body and listened and decided that my body was talking to me and I would follow it and uh, out of that uh, turning to myself and my menstrual cycle, I came into a whole new experience of my menstrual cycle. And it was this journey with my menstrual cycle to heal this horrendous menstrual pain that happened every menstrual month. This is what ha- this is what erupted in my thirties: outrageous menstrual pain, and as I started to tend to that, it was as though an inner world opened up. And um, what emerged out of it was this huge body of knowledge on the menstrual cycle itself as this amazing process, like a spiritual path and practice. This is like the punchline statement I came to after years and years of working with the cycle. And that menopause itself was the final chapter in this whole journey and I so the my experience of menopause was one of being evolved into something it wasn't um, a shock it was not something that came and sort of flattened me it profoundly changed me but it was something I felt I was growing into. I grew into and um, was evolved through. And I believe that was because I was profoundly rooted in and connected to my menstrual cycle. So, and um, that there's something felt um, integrated, normal, I felt ready for menopause, actually. I thought, I'm over this cycle stuff now. I've done it. I've kind of got it. (laughs) I'm ready for the next chapter. (laughs) It was just this amazing process of being deeply inside something and then things being sort of revealed to me as I was going through it. 
And obviously now with, you know, 15 years on, I have huge hindsight on it all because I have been working with people throughout this time. Um, I mean, we've been working with people on the menstrual cycle for years, but um, on menopause itself, I, um, you know, I've been working for about 10 years now running programs with people on, on, on the menopause as, a, as an initiatory rite of passage. And it is um, the stories and it's all there in the stories that, and it's it, our negative thinking as a culture just shuts that down. But the moment you start to restore the language of initiation and the moment you start to dignify menopause and you see it as this moment of um, expansion into a larger realm of consciousness, everything that people go through at menopause starts to make sense. It's not always comfortable and some of the health challenges are not great and uh, for some and but not for all but the moment you start to reconstitute uh, you know sort of recontextualize menopause um it starts to make sense and people start to feel meaning something meaningful at work inside them so the it has basically grown out of um years of dedication to cycle awareness and the whole cycle journey years of working with people and listening to stories and listening with a different kind of ear and not ever demonizing menopause and and in doing that it's just so self-evident so i love that it's amazing that you can really bring in these stories of others where you've been able to become this like clear witness in observing what is these common denominators, even within these very different experiences. And I really appreciate this different kind of listening that you're talking about. It sounds very, um, from a deep place of like almost intuitiveness that has been able to bring you to this level of being able to really pull out these common threads for people. And I know I, having spoken to you offline before we started recording, I personally just want to say that, you know, I actually used this phrase with a friend recently where I said, I literally want to wrap myself up in the pages of this book and stay there because it feels so comforting and validating. And like somebody understands these deeper aspects of what's going on, which are fairly mysterious, but so profound. So I, you know, I just want to really like, thank you for that. And this, this gift of listening that seems to have really benefit so many people in this realm of this transition, um, far and beyond just like, for example, hormonal shifts far and beyond some of the physical, which I love as well, the physical body, but also like there's so many layers at play. And I love that we can really look into some of these deeper layers um, in this journey. So mm. I appreciate it. Um, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it came that. at a good time. It came at a good yeah. time. <laughs> Your yeah. experience of reading the book really touches me. So one of the things that, um, 
we find so exciting about the work that we do at Red School is because it has been unearthed from our lived experience and from this deep listening and this direct knowing, um, it tends to land with people with such resonance mm. um, and such recognition and relief. It's mm. as if we're all able collectively together sort of peel back the layers and the cultural conditioning and all the stuff, the noise that's gotten in the way of this knowing just to kind of reveal the, the power that's at work. Um, and so it's very beautiful to hear how you've received that and how it's landed with you. Thank you so much for saying that. Well, there's one little piece of the book that I wanted to just read as kind of a segue because I really, when I read this, just this couple of little um, paragraphs, I really felt like the metaphor you used here is so profound and it makes so much sense. And I also am a huge lover of fungi. So I know the one, you probably know the one I'm gonna read, but you, you write fungi also do the critical work of breaking down and digesting dead matter, turning it into nutrient rich soil from which new life can regenerate. So fungi are a critical cog in the ecology of our planet and have much to teach us about cyclicity and the deep veins of interconnection that hold us all in a web of ever evolving life. The very substrate of our continued experience. Menstruality is like the underground network of fungi, implicate in our bodies, invisible to the eye. It's a hidden system, which when cared for, cares for us. What's more, it's tangibly sensitizes and harmonizes us to the web of life and to nature. That, that really landed for me, just the metaphor was so profound. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about that, if you have anything to kind of share around how that came about, or even a deeper, a deeper understanding of that. Yeah. One of the things we've always found challenging is to point to this mysterious knowing that we all have as menstruators. It's a very hard thing to um, articulate and yet at the same time we all experience it so strongly and so deeply and it has such a profound impact on our psyches and systems really at the deepest deepest level and there was something about it was the work of Merlin Sheldrake who was uh, describing this network of fungi that really captured our imagination and really helped to name something that we had both been feeling so strongly which is this um, invisible intelligence in our being that connects us to this larger organism of life. And our menstruality is just that. It's this, this uh, incredibly beautiful thread of connection that we have to our deeper selves and then to ourselves beyond our kind of ego self or our individual self to our bigger selves and to ourselves as part of nature. And 
in all the years that Alexandra and I've been working together with people around menstrual cycle awareness and conscious menopause, the thing, one of the things we hear again and again is how when people are present to the, this sort of inner working within them is that they start to feel this sense of belonging, uh, the sense of um, intimacy with themselves and with life. This is what this awareness seems to do. It entrains us into remembering ourselves as part of the web of life and part of nature, which is why we often think about this work as being really world work and a way of uh, helping us humans to restore ourselves to the natural world and our place in it and to being a um, restorer species, which is the phrase. Uh, one of our lovely friends and colleagues, Claire Dubois, uses. So this is why that metaphor spoke to us so strongly, for all those reasons. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you um, for sharing that. It really illustrates um, a really beautiful um, example of this time where as you spoke, you know, this in, inner intelligence that is, for me anyways, louder than it's been in the past. And, mm -hmm. um, and it is comforting to be in that space with, for me, with myself, um, very soothing, but also, um, you know, just sort of a new experience of that, that I keep coming back to in myself and like questioning it. Like, is that true? Is that actually happening? Or did I, am I kind of still making up a story about it? Um, but then, you know, another layer of validation comes through and it really has been um, a, a really common thread for me. So it, I'm glad that there's other people experiencing this. <laughs> You're not alone, alone, you know, it's like, oh, okay beyond some of the more physical symptoms that we notice, there's these deeper layers of wisdom and intelligence that are guiding us through this. Mm -hmm. And similarly, you know, I know you speak about menopause or the menopause hinterland, which is such a beautiful phrase. Um, and I know that there is the, this ability like to sort of look at some of the ground rules or the initiations that we go through um, as women and how to best prepare for them. And I'm just wondering if you could speak to those a little bit, because I know for me, they've been kind of giving me permission for really diving into some of these parts of myself that are becoming more pronounced and more, um, just more prioritized. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Yes. So you'd like to hear more about how to really prepare for menopause or how to how to sort of set yourself up well for it yeah well, yeah in a way the breast preparation for menopause is to really take yourself seriously <laughs> so, but to really, it's about um, really trusting yourself more and more. 
So anything that supports you in that is really, really important. This is the first thing I want to say. But the more connected you are to yourself, and that means the less stressed you are, the better placed you will be to feel uh, to feel ready is not the right word, but to feel more um, prepared for this experience. So just speaking in general terms first, um, if you're still if you still got a menstrual cycle going, just practice what we call menstrual cycle awareness and we won't go into detail on that but but you can get plenty of information on that on our website um but it is just to be in touch with your menstrual cycle to know what day you're on and to just respect the rhythm of your cycle that you do change through the menstrual month and to allow yourself this sort of flexibility um and in that act to just start to really pay attention to yourself more and the state of your nervous system. And then the other really important element really is to learn about menopause in the sense to know that it is a powerful rite of passage. It's an, it's an initiation into a more expanded consciousness. And because it is initiatory, it does involve challenge and change and to do that you have to give it time and space and we came up with these that's why we came up with these ground rules for initiation because <laughs> you just you know it, you can't kind of do normal life with all the stresses and pressures you've got and <laughs> turn up for an initiation you know initiations are big deals <laughs> And it's going to really demand something of you. And in fact, so much of the distress that people are going through at menopause is because they don't know about the fact that it is an initiatory process and that that's demanding something way more of them. That their yeah. whole being is going through a revolution, not just their physical body, but their emotional being, your spiritual understanding. You are literally being rewired. And you, you just can't do um, life as normal in inverted commas and go into the deep underworld of your being to meet your deep essence, to really discover who you are. And of course, to do that, you've got to meet your, your shadow side. I mean, there's some serious work ahead. Mm -hmm. We um, developed some ground rules for people to start to live by when they are actually feeling as though, all oh, right, this, this really feels like menopause. It's on me now. You know, what do I do? There's some real instructions that we give. Um, Shani, I don't know if you want to sort of name some of the ground rules. Yeah, we could cherry pick some of our favorite. I think, yeah. well, I know which one is my favorite, but actually I'll come to that second because I think the most important one, which you've already hinted at, Alexandra, is um, to slow down mm. and that really means about uh, that's really about sort of curtailing the busyness of our lives even in small ways but it's about creating more space and spaciousness in our everyday life 
because the more we're occupied with things, the more we're having to juggle and think about things and the busier we are, the more stress and distress we're likely to feel. So slowing down is really about finding ways to do less. I mean, this isn't forever. And I think that's important to say this is really through this initiatory process, which could be um, a few years, but it's certainly not forever. It's about finding ways to really slim down your schedule, um, but also how you move from activity to activity, creating more gaps, more space, and ideally just times where um, you're not having to be responsible, you know, times when down times, more down times. So I feel that's a really key one because that's the one that messes so many people up is that they're trying to move at the same speed that they always have. They're trying to do what they've always done. And actually, um, this initiation requires slowness. Mm. Uh, slowness really helps uh, our capacity to be aware of what's happening rather than just in reaction to what's happening. So that's one. Mm, I love that. Slowing down, it just seems like the most organic part of this process. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, the cultural paradigms around it are strong about keeping going and keeping busy and being productive. And like our value can get so wrapped up in that productivity and in like our output. And, um, but there's this inner battle I've been experiencing between those two things which is this desire and this deeper wisdom coming through about slowing down. And so having to kind of turn that whole cultural paradigm upside down a little bit has been interesting, um, but much needed. And so I really, that, that feels like a very important part of this process for me as well. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's, it's really, good that you name how you can feel the necessity of this because one of the other ground rules that we share is around rest um, having more rest resting more and it's a it's sort of a psychological and physical necessity when you get to menopause you're at the end of a big kind of cycle in your life the end of your menstruating years Uh, We often talk about it as going into a sort of inner winter in your life. And what our deep selves are needing most is that let go, that time to uh, drop our bundles, let go of responsibility, and actually just let our whole systems rest. It is really the season for resting. And that's all connected with slowing down. And often women feel very tired when they're in menopause. And it's not that there's anything wrong with them. It's just that that's what they're needing at this time. So that's also one of our ground rules. And and, uh, and it, as you say, it's a hard thing to do more of because um, it's so counterculture. And yet people thirst for it at menopause people really just want to rest and we're saying yes go ahead (laughs) do it do do a lot of it (laughs) yeah um at menopause you are um 
you're actually reassessing your whole life. At menopause, you're coming into yourself to do a kind of reality check on everything. It's like, really? Do I really want to be, you know, is this what I want? It, it's a moment where you come back to yourself and go, okay, although you don't have much choice about it, it's happening to you regardless, <laughs> uh, where you're pulled right into yourself <laughs> and asked to really look at everything you're doing and to um, kind of decide what's really you and what isn't you. It's extraordinary. It's this, menopause is this extraordinary sorting house, working out what's me and what isn't me. I mean, what is truly, truly me? And what really, really isn't me. And it's you, you, you get in touch with a deeply uncompromising voice within yourself. It just gets stronger and stronger to the point where you cannot abandon it anymore. At first, you're like, oh, no, no. you can kind of bat it aside and kind of ignore it and, and try to keep going. And then eventually your being will not let you do that. It's extraordinary how powerful it is. And... Um, so, so you're, yes, you're doing this extraordinary reassessment work, which means that, and that's really going to demand stuff. It's going to actually demand probably quite big changes in your life as well. But, and, but as Shana has said, that first of all, your system is tired, is exhausted. You're actually getting a reality check on your overall health and well-being. Hmm. So if you're getting a lot of health symptoms, then it's a sign that you need to tend to your health. You, it's absolutely critical now because you're actually setting yourself up for the next chapter of your life. So what you put in place now is the, the is going to become the ground of your new life post menopause. So, so it, this idea of coming into a sort of winter time, you know, we're in autumn now in the UK with you as well, I guess. And, you know, the leaves are falling, everything's falling away, the nights are pulling in. And, you know, you can feel how your energy is dropping a bit and everything's going, this is menopause at work. This is what menopause does. It pulls you in, 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 and it feels like it all goes dark for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's a rest time. Yeah. And then something starts to awaken and open up and so on. It's quite a process. So, uh, yeah, you've got to be uh, you've got to be able to follow that impulse. And if you can, and this is the wonderful bit, if you can dare to let yourself follow the inner promptings, you will start to feel a kind of okayness about what's happening. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing because I, I feel that starting to emerge in myself and I love how you speak to that. And I think it's interesting. I was just planning a class I'm teaching later today and here in the U S and I'm not sure if it's the same in the UK, but it's actually Halloween on this day that we're recording and it's interesting because, you know, I was writing about it, just the Halloween theme and how these veils are thin as we are descending into the darker, darker nights and the colder months and shorter days. And 
these veils being thinner at this time of year. And I, I kind of made this little connection as I was writing and planning, which was that's the same as the menopause journey, you know, this time when the veils are thinner, except instead of it being a season of this, of the year, you know, it's a season of life. And, but it really kind of struck me because there is this ability to tap inward to that stronger sense of intuition for me that I'm feeling much more unabashedly connected to and also unabashedly non-questioning, you know, whereas younger years, I think we all have that level of intuition and sometimes it's stronger for certain people and even within our cycles, which we can also touch on. But um, I spent more time questioning it in my younger years or overriding it in some ways. And now it's um, becoming so loud that overriding isn't even an option anymore. It feels, <laughs> you know, it feels like a force that is so strong. Um, anyway, so I just thought, I thought it was an interesting metaphor that you were speaking of these, you know, this time of the season and it being Halloween and, you know, really noticing that these thinned veils of being able to access some of the deeper currents within ourselves, you know, is such an exciting and, and really monumental time for, for women. Mm. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so clearly there's this initiation you speak of, and I know you have so much of that in your book um, to share, but I'm wondering, can you give us just a little glimpse of how that is detailed and mapped out or some of the different, maybe the different um, points along the journey in this initiation that stand out as important for women to know as they are in their own process. Yes, it is worth having a few marker points here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be cl- clasping onto the touchstones for dear life. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly onto the edge of the cliff, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go yeah. into the great abyss of the unknown. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is, menopause is a death and a rebirth. It's a death of one way of living and the rebirth into a new way, a new iteration of yourself. Um, And that new iteration is really exciting. It's like stepping into this vastly more expanded consciousness and understanding about yourself and a, a very profound sense of empowerment and authority but to get there you have to go through something first and um, which is this death phase so you have to be dismantled so to speak so the first so this is one of the first things that people start to notice with menopause is that suddenly they can't sort of manage things the way they used to and the things that were important to them are suddenly not as important and you know if they've you know their beloved children if they have children it's like oh do you think you could leave home now i i know you're still only 12 years old but frankly, <laughs> it's like i'm not interested anymore i mean it's really interesting i always know to a person <laughs> <laughs> i mean 
Millie, you could kick them out whatever age they are. Just hope they can cope because you've, you're done. You're done with it. <laughs> They're, honestly, it's like you're, you're, it's like you're, you're pulling back your energy, your chi that has gone out to all these different places, sort of servicing everything, if you like. You just suddenly feel like it all sort of wilting. <laughs> And you just wanted to come back into yourself. And of course, as you pull back from everything and you start looking at things and going, oh, right, I don't know, is that what I want? Or you start, things just don't have the substance they had. And it's, and, and, and it's almost just like as though things are starting to crumble for you. And this is not great at one level because, you know, it's kind of an ego, it's an ego death. It's not a kind of, it is an ego death you're going through and a dismantling of your identity. So all the things you usually did, you just aren't working. But then who are you? Who are you if you're not this? If you don't do that, who am I? No, even your relationship will be up for grabs. And, and relationships often, not often, but do sometimes come to an end at menopause. Um, but even if they don't come to an end, I, you know, almost to a person that you will be questioning your relationship and you will want a change in your relationship. You will want to, it's not called the change for nothing, of course. <laughs> the change. <laughs> the change for nothing. You will want to change everything. And, um, you know, even things that look, you know, jobs that you can do standing on your head. And, you know, what's the problem? Why can't I just keep going there? I can do it standing on my head. You don't want to do things just because you can do it standing on your head. You, it's this feeling of just, no, no, it's, that's not it anymore. No, it's like this no that comes up. And you know what you don't want. And you may have inklings of what you do want but you may not have words for it or much clarity or anything, or you may not know at all. You just know, no, 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 no. And this presents a problem because of course, um, well, if you're not that, who are you? But aside from that, you may have to, of course, you know, your work is important, it's your income. <laughs> you know, you can't, how many of us could just up sticks and go, bye-bye job, I'm out of here. But that's really what we want to do often. We just want to get out. So, of course, we often have to go to work still, even as we, our heart is just not in it anymore. And um, so this is, the, this is the beginning of the menopause breakdown in inverted commas. Um, in which you're dismantling everything. And what is happening is you're starting to, within the psyche, there's meaning in this, you're actually starting to clear the decks to find out who you truly are again, or maybe for the first time. Mm. Yeah. Like, no, no, you just, your deep self knows something. Yeah, people will probably think you're negative because you just say no to everything. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> If you can trust it, it's so important if you can trust it. Um, but you've got to be careful because you probably want to just go no to everything and walk out the front door and head off into the sunset and then be seen again. And, of course, it's important to keep a roof over your head and so on and so forth and income coming in. So you don't want to burn all your bridges. But at the same time, you do want to give, you do want to give yourself respite. And... Mm have to trust this empty space that you go into because that's the initial part of menopause is just being emptied out 
And in that emptying out, you are e exposed in a sense, you are made vulnerable to yourself. And I don't know how many of us get, you know, go, oh, whoopee, I love being vulnerable and, you know, seeing my shadow side and blah, blah. <laughs> no, no, none of us are quite putting our hands up for that. But you've got to get comfortable with actually daring to just let yourself be vulnerable and be with that tenderness because you're actually being invited in. Menopause is inviting you in to something deeper within yourself. And to get there, you've got to face everything that you're not. And you've also got to face your shadow side. And this is difficult and challenging work. So initially, there's a lot of uh, breakdown, <laughs> self-examination and meeting your shadow and not feeling possibly that great about your life. And um, but it's very important. This is where actually some modicum of ordinary life going on on the surface isn't a bad thing, but you just don't want stress. But it's almost like you, you need to have time not to think. You just don't want to think for a while. And more than anything, you need to just rest in this emptiness. Just rest. You're tired. Your spirit is tired. Your soul is tired. Your body is tired. And you need just to let go and to let go and to let go and to feel yourself, to feel yourself. And you sort of drop down and down. And then there comes a point where, and this takes place over a number of years, of course. <laughs> it's useful to have a bit of normal life going on on the yeah, surface. <laughs> and and as your, as your psyche is sort of dropping down into dropping down or something. And what happens is, um, it's it's like the caterpillar, you know, going into the cocoon and going to mush. You're going to mush, 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 and then something starts to happen. The new cells, the cells of the of the butterfly, start to emerge, spark, and things start to come to you. The more you can give yourself space, things start to come to you, and you start to see and feel possibilities, and you you start to feel yourself if you've trusted menopause this far you will be feeling held in something meaningful and you'll feel almost like how your psyche is expanding you are expanding there is possibility there's something opening up and um, ideas are coming and you start to know what you do want the, the, you you get you you get revelation about yourself at the heart of the menopause journey is this incredible revelation about who you are and what you're about. And this becomes your new locus, you know, your new um, kind of lodestone. You can't betray that. You cannot betray that anymore. This is it. You have to claim yourself. That's the sacred mission of menopause. And that's kind of at the heart of the journey. And then you gradually emerge out. And again, that's a two year or something process. It just takes time because your body, your physical body is going through a big shift and it needs rest and it needs support and you need to be attending to that. And then within that context, your psyche is doing this amazing work of shedding in order that you can find order that you can find yourself in a whole new way it's very liberating mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And then you look back on your life and actually your life, you can see an order to it. You can see how things make sense. You know, it, nothing is wasted. Nothing yeah. is wasted. It's beautiful. Thank you, Alexandra. The it's very um, there's a certain light that that you both bring to this process that I find to be so inspiring. Both in the actual way of your beautiful writing and speaking, but also in the way of sort of allowing this process to be that of almost like a heroine's journey, you know, through this phase of death and rebirth in a sense. And I love the butterfly and the caterpillar metaphor myself. I use that one a lot and it really does um, work with this time frame. Um, I was telling a friend of mine just the other day, we had dinner, she's my age and we're both in this process together. And um, I was telling her, that my definition of perimenopause for me is, you know, I'll be in the mountains by myself, <laughs> hanging out in the woods as much as possible, which really is kind of what you're speaking to about this time to be and this time to be quiet and this time to be grounding and resting and resourcing ourselves. Um, it feels like the perfect antidote to this process. So I really appreciate um, that for me, it's just validating to know that my experience is look, looks very different than I'm sure many other women, but at the same time, there's these similar qualities and similar experiences that we go through, similar, similar portals or touchstones that can kind of guide us. Um, it really, and also just the frame framing of it, the way that you both speak of it and frame it in it's, you know, kind of the opposite of what we get from our culture, right? We get this negative undertone, we get this sort of thing where we've, you know, become this, um, it's, it's, it's considered a health, a health issue, right? Menopause. It is. And, you know, sometimes we go through these ups and downs within our hormones, of course, but there is so much more going on than what we are hearing about in the mainstream. And I think that it's really, a beautiful mission to bring that to light for women, um, especially with the where we are in the world right now, with so much going on politically and so much going on that is impacting women on a global scale in such negative ways. Um, it feels just really empowering to reframe this beautiful transition. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, I also want to just mention that I know you have your first book, Wild Power, which I have not read. I've, you know, looked through some of it and I, and, you know, honoring the phases of the menstrual cycle and, and I'm sure there's some overlap with the seasons kind of having a similar flow, but I'd love to hear just a little bit about that. So listeners can know if that's something they would like to check out as well as, um, Wise Power and, um, Maybe we can just touch on your first book for a moment. Mm. Yes, our first book, Baby Together, <laughs> now feels like the younger, the younger sibling of Wise Power. It's interesting. So Wild Power um, really describes 
the initiatory process of the menstrual cycle and the whole journey from menarche to menopause. As Alexandra uh, pointed to earlier on, menopause sits within the context. It is the culmination of uh, a, a really a journey that happens over 30 plus years and it's an organic evolution out of your menstruating years. So while power really describes that whole journey and goes into a lot of depth about the menstrual cycle and the practice of menstrual cycle awareness as a way of tapping us into this ongoing initiatory process that is happening in our bodies and beings. Um, so we outline this practice, which is um, really core to all our work at Red School, which is the practice of menstrual cycle awareness, uh, which we often refer to as the mindfulness practice for women. It's how we um, stay connected to our changing selves throughout the menstrual month and how we learn to listen and respond to our changing nature in a way that really brings us into deeper harmony and deeper rhythm with ourselves. Um, because of course, we're not the same all the time. So really that menstrual cycle awareness is a profound acknowledgement of that and a way of living our lives according to the cyclicity. So we write about um, this practice and we share these three maps that describe this inner architecture of our menstrual cycle. One of the main maps is the map of the inner seasons where we liken the phases of the cycle to uh, the seasons of the year because actually we experience such different atmospheres in our being as we go through the menstrual month. So there's a rich, uh, really rich teachings in wild power and we think of it for those who are still menstruating it really is the place to begin even if you feel you're close to menopause we recommend you read wild power and just begin noticing your cycle because it's this practice of menstrual cycle awareness that can really create such good ground and connection to yourself in preparation for menopause so in a way it's the precursor to this menopause initiation and it's really training you in the skills and the awareness and um yeah the self-awareness for the menopause initiation yeah beautiful yeah it's nice to be able to you know kind of follow into both the 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 menstrual cycle awareness and wisdom and then transition into this new new book and this new Mm -hmm. um the, the you know the later phases uh post um menstruation and how that can kind of you know really i'm sure there's a lot of matching up within your teaching within both books which i'm excited about mm -hmm. um i have one more question for you that i love to ask at the end of um my podcasts and that is and i'm sure one of you will jump on this one to answer but that is what does it mean to be satiated oh. named after the podcast satiate i love mm. to ask that question and i'd love to hear if either of you have something to share around that ah it's a good question isn't it i well enough i was sort of feeling into that word satiate before we came on to the 
<laughs> podcast. Um, for me, it is it's kind of associated as a it's satisfaction for me there's a feeling of satisfaction but i'm thinking of it as a kind of inner warmth as well a kind of inner inner yumminess i want to say <laughs> there's just something where when i'm satiated there's a feeling of just resting in myself i think just resting in and just easy, easy with myself. There's an enoughness in me. There's a feeling mm. of enoughness. Mm. I suppose it's a kind of inner goodness, really, isn't it? Mm -hmm. There's something about the word satiate that has this receptive quality to it. Mm. It really speaks to me of receiving and there's no risk of it ever being too much. Satiate is like receiving exactly what you need, just when you need it, just at the right amount. That brings the sense of peace and completeness and wholeness. It's mm. a very lovely word. It's a very lovely <laughs> word. Oh my gosh, your answers are amazing. I'm so glad I asked. Thank mm. you. <laughs> I love it. It's such a pleasure to host you both here on Satiate today and I just feel so honored to spend time with you and to learn more about your work. Um, I'll definitely put all of your links and where people can find you in the show notes um, so our listeners can find their way to your books and your resources and your programs and all of the good things that you have going on. Um, but really from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share this amazing conversation and this wisdom with so many women who need it. So I appreciate that. And it's so good to be able to be with both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Sue. Thank you. It is such an honor to spend time with you here on Satiate, and may this conversation be of benefit. From my heart to yours, I wish you health and happiness for the coming season, and may we meet again here very soon. Take good care. Bye.